y'all, this is Courtney and Imani, and you're listening to the Soul Sisters Podcast. episode four of the soul sisters podcast if you're listening in for the first time thank you for joining us and you are now officially part of the ssp community so welcome and for those of you who have tuned in for our past few episodes we just want to say thank you and i personally would like to do a special shout out to a few people so arnold cyan kayla daddy and mama gina y'all have been so so consistent in listening and posting about it and giving us your feedback so we just really appreciate it and I know that there's other people out there that listen to us consistently but we just I just wanted to shout out those people specifically because y'all have been supportive since day one so we really just appreciate it Courtney yes how are you doing I am good. I am great, actually. Um, yeah, work is good. I'm good. Everything's good. Had a really great weekend. Relaxed. Did all my adulting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I cannot complain. It was a it was a great week at work, um, still being challenged, still being stretched, but I got assigned a couple of big projects, which I'm really excited about. And this whole adulting thing is just so interesting to me because one thing that I'm learning is adulting is all about trade-offs, hmm. right? Because there's just like responsibilities that you have. And so for me, I have the pleasure of paying for a new set of brakes for my car. Mm. And... The amount of money that that cost me, I sat there and I was like, wow, Imani, you really could have just did some damage at Marshall's with this money. (laughs) But, you know, I got to be responsible. We got to make sure I'm safe as I'm traveling. So it's like just those sacrifices that you have to make as Mm -hmm. an adult. And I thought about this even more and I was like, it's just me. Like, I don't have kids, so I can only imagine what parents go through. And I was talking to someone at work and he was like, yeah, all these sacrifices and trade-offs I have to do just for the sake of my kids and I was just like wow that's crazy so the older I get and the more responsibility I take on it just really makes me appreciate the people that just that raised me and supported me and Mm -hmm. and that have been doing this adulting thing longer than I have yeah random Mm -hmm. going this really upset me this morning on my way to church I went to get gas. Y'all want to know how much gas is here? Do y'all really want to know? I'm going to tell you. $3.95. Y'all, when I pulled up, got out my car, put my card into the little slot, and I looked down. Usually, I never look to see how much gas is because I have to get it regardless. So, it's not really like a thing where I'm what like. What you mean you never look to see how much gas <laughs> like- is? <laughs> 
Like you one of those I, shoppers? Because I'm back I, on. Listen, mm-hmm. listen, listen. It's one of those things. It's like I'm gonna have to get it regardless, and I know wherever where I get gas is usually the, the cheapest around where I live, no matter what. And but I was you correct. Don't, you don't like to have just the estimate of how much is going to cost you. Like you don't do that. You don't. It's, I do like now based off based off how much it costs here. I know how much it takes to fill up my my car. But you just be pumping your gas. Yeah, like I price. know, like I know, like I look uh, at the price usually, but I know like this is how much I'm going to put in my car. Uh, okay, that makes sense. But yeah. today was just an extra like. Mm, like three when I got when I moved it was like three sixty five. Like two weeks ago when I pumped gas it was like three twenty five, and then today three ninety five. And I was sitting here like three ninety five. Three ninety five. I said Jesus, who who is out here really in charge of these gas prices? And wow. I had to really thank God. Like thank God that my employer has a shuttle that I don't have to drive to work. Like I drive to the shuttle stop and that's it. But oh if I had to drive to work, like, that just would be a dub. Like, I just don't understand. And oh. I went other, like, I went around when I was on my way to church. There was a place that had, it was 420 I said, who is paying $4.20 per gallon? Wow. That's so that crazy. was my adulting, like, this is this real life? I, asked, I called my mom, and I said, Mommy, I know what I want for Christmas. I said, I want gas cards. That's what I want for Christmas. Because smart. at this point, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Gas is not going to bankrupt me. So, wow. yeah. If it makes you feel better, which it probably doesn't. <laughs> um, gas is 221 here. That's so nice. That's so nice. Oh, it's great. It's great. Like, this it's, is good. I'm used so to nice. these prices. It's so nice. Yeah. Well, that's that Cali life out there. I feel scammed. Every day I feel scammed just a little bit over something. Because you are being scammed. I you am. Very much so. Between rent, gas, just mm. scammery. <laughs> Is that a word? No. It's oh, okay. <laughs> Great. Okay, cool. Anyway, so today's topic um, is a little different from last week's topic. Today's topic is on idols. So, if you Google what an idol is, usually, like, the first definition is a person that is greatly loved or admired, which I, I would say most people think what an idol is. But the second definition is an image or representation of a god used as an object of worship. So, most of the time when we think, like I just said, most of the time when we think of, like, what an idol is, at least in society, it's, like, people that we greatly love and admire, so, like, our favorite singers and our favorite actresses or even, like, I don't know, just anyone that we really love. Someone, a mentor to you. So, it's like, oh, she's my idol. Like, Beyonce's my idol. Whatever. But I know. I know, Imani. I know. <laughs> Imani has this thing with Beyonce. It's- I do not have beef with Beyonce. I just want to place that. I do not have beef with Beyonce, but I will reference her in yeah. this conversation. Continue. <laughs> she said that because I just did the 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 hardest eye roll ever. She sure did. She so sure that's did. why she said that, y'all. But continue. Exactly. Sense. In the biblical sense, it's something that a person trusts 
and for ultimate um, satisfaction, security, or salvation. An idol is anything that is loved more than God. And that can be, like, anything can be made an idol in your heart. So that can be money, the desire to get married, mm-hmm. sex, um, like, anything can be made an idol in your heart. So, conversation-wise, we're going to pivot this. So, Imani, how do you think society views idols? I think society sees nothing wrong with idolizing people the way that they do. Since Mm -hmm. she brought up Beyonce, I will use her as a perfect example. (laughs) We have the Beehive. Okay, mm-hmm. these are your die-hard Beyonce fans. And you mm-hmm. know what? We all know Beyonce is one of the greatest entertainers that we have seen. I Girl. will not take that away from her. The woman is talented. Mm-hmm. But the way people idolize her is disturbing. Oh, yeah. It's disturbing. So I was looking up some stuff, and there are churches. Yes, I did a project. To Beyonce. So there's churches that have Beyonce mass. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the National Church of B. Mm -hmm. And that is so disturbing. I did a whole project along with other words that I would I will not use because I don't think we're ready to have those conversations right now. But um it's just it's weird, it's disturbing. I mean the girl can the woman would stand on stage (laughs) and breathe and people will pass out. So I don't yeah. think society thinks that there's anything wrong with it. What about you? Yeah, with the, I'm gonna speak on the Beyonce point. Like I did a whole project on this, and like you know, like their quote unquote Bible is like her lyrics. Like yeah, yeah like and I they think, try to spiritualize her lyrics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Um, so yeah, I think society views like you want people to look up to. There's nothing, like, wrong with looking up to people and admiring people. But mm-hmm. when you, like, worship and literally, like, the sight of them can have you, like, in a panic and drop everything. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with, like, having people that you admire or you mm-hmm. look up to. Or, like, even being, like, I admire. Like, one day I would hope to be in your whatever position or whatever. Like, I would yeah. hope to be in your role at work or whatever. But, like, idolizing people, I think society doesn't see an issue with it. But that's where, like, it becomes an issue with God. Like, Yes. Yeah. Can we, can we take this a step further? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's talk about the church. Oh, I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't (laughs) expecting that. So I believe that when it comes to people in the church, oh Lord, that people make us Christians, we make other people our idols or things, and we don't even realize it. But let me talk about that people part real quick. So your pastors. Oh yeah, your apostles, your spiritual leaders—they become—they can become idols, mm-hmm. and good. you may not even realize it. Which is probably why a lot of people stay at the same church for twenty plus years, even though they're not growing spiritually, even though they're not developing. But you know, it's like, well, my pastor ain't tell me it's time to move on, like that. Like you're being more loyal to your pastor than God, than God, mm-hmm. right? And this could even happen with like. 
certain positions that you may want in a church. Like you Ooh. just you just want to be the head of the deacon board, or you just want that 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 title of being a pastor or an evangelist or whatever, and that can become an idol in your mm-hmm. heart. And I don't think when we talk about the word idols, um, a lot of people just think of like um, either uh, celebrities that people idolize, mm-hmm. or even thinking about the idols that are referenced in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But we don't talk about the things that we interact with on a daily basis yeah. that are idols mm-hmm. to us. And I think that's something that we need to discuss more mm-hmm. in church. That's good. What have been some idols in your heart, and when did you realize it was an idol? Okay, so I'm I'm going to be very honest, and I haven't even had this conversation with Courtney, so this is going to be a very transparent moment, oh, and I'm going to talk about something that became an idol, although it was given to me by God. Y'all, I'm scared. It's your face. <laughs> I'm like, it's what your is face. she about to say? And I want to, I, I, am I anxious to say this? No, but I think it's because we don't hear about how spiritual gifts become idols to people. Mm. And that's what I want to talk about. So um, this the past couple, um, year and a half or so, I've really just tapped into one of my spiritual gifts and the ironic thing about this gift is this is a gift that the bible tells us to covet which Mm -hmm. means to like yearn or desire to have so for the first few months or year or so i was learning how to covet that gift and learning how to use it and um learning just the beginning stages of operating in in it Mm -hmm. but then it became an idol Mm -hmm. and I just had this conviction really a couple weeks ago and I realized that I was so caught up on developing this gift and using this gift that I was forgetting forgetting about the giver Mm. of the gift and it got to a point, Courtney, I don't know if you remember me telling you, like, I haven't used this gift in so long. Like, yeah. I'm getting withdrawal. Mm-hmm. I said that to Courtney because ever since I moved here to Texas, I really haven't been using um, the gift as much. And so it got to a point where I felt the need to always just be using that gift. Mm-hmm. And one thing is, like, when you're gifted or when you're talented, people can see that and mm-hmm. people can realize that. So I've had a lot of people say things to me, um, like, about this gift. And sometimes you can get very caught up in that. Mm. And to an extent, I did. And it's it wasn't because... Of I didn't have the mindset, oh, I have this gift and I can do this. It wasn't that. It was, I have this gift and I want to see the people of God blessed. Mm -hmm. So it didn't become an idol because I was so proud to have it and Mm -hmm. I just felt like I was just so special. It became an idol because I wanted to use it to bless other people. Mm -hmm. And then um, one day, one of the pastors at my church said to me, she said, you can do more than just that gift. 
and no one has ever said that to me because a lot of the people that I was surrounded by or even went to church with they just realized I had this gift and I think because of my age they were so fascinated by it and that's all that they talked about that's all that has ever been really spoken over my life is this one gift and so that was just my focus but when she said that to me, when that pastor said that to me, that really just had to make me sit back and think like, wow, I'm limiting myself and I'm limiting what God wants to do through me. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like, okay, this thing has become an idol because I was really focused. Like even like during my prayer time, it would be praying about the gift. I wouldn't be like mm-hmm. trying to, seek the lord or Mm -hmm. learn more about him or go deeper it would be about the gift i've just never said that out loud and i haven't heard anyone talk about like Mm -hmm. their spiritual gifts being coming in idols that was that was a little bit difficult for me to say but what about you you. i'm proud of you thank you what about you um yeah so if anyone knows me they know that i'm a perfectionist at heart and it shouldn't be that way. God is still working on me. And so one of the idols that I struggled with was having a 4.0. That 4.0, uh, that 4.0 really dictated a lot. It dictated my schedule throughout the day. It dictated um, how many classes I was going to take, what classes I was going to take. It dictated what limits I would push myself to make sure that I had the 4.0 um and I had the 4.0 in college up until the first semester of senior year and I lost it so coming into college I didn't really have my heart set on like yes you have to make a 4.0 it happened one semester then it happened another semester and it happened another semester and it happened and it just kept happening and then it was like oh yeah you got to keep it up now like you have to keep it like There's no way that you can lose this 4.0. You have to have it. And everything that I did academically was surrounded about that 4.0. I mean, even down to the classes I would take. There would be classes. I mean, I took took an art class. Now, granted, like, went back and hit me in the face because I'm not good at art. But I took an art class, the basic art class, thinking it would be easier so I could keep my 4.0. Instead of, like, taking another class that may challenge me to keep that, you know, to do that. Um, so I, I did anything to keep my 4.0 down to going to prof- – I sat in a professor's office for an hour and a half listening, listening to her talk about her mixed grandchild. So she knew how serious I was about keeping the A in that class. And I think probably – in our entire class, there are probably like two or three people that made A's in that class. And I had to prove, like I went to her office to show my face, not to be like, hey, to actually really like inquire about my grade, but to sort of like play on her emotions that if I got to know her, if I sat and talked with her, like she's gonna give me an A because she knows that I care. She knows that I went the extra mile to, to be in her office and talk to her. So I mean, it yeah, it was a, it was a struggle. My mental health suffered from it because all I did was I would push myself academically. I was really hard on myself. Um, 
So yeah, and I prior prioritize my grades over God, um, and that look how that looked like. That's like if I'm going, if I'm doing homework on a Sunday, like it's because I want to keep that four point out, and not even like considering. Oh yeah, I probably should go to church, but it's like mm, no, you have tests and you have this and you have this, and making excuses as to why I shouldn't go to church for this four point and I never realized it until I lost it. I considered it a, I'm just motivated. I'm just passionate. I'm just academically like trying to be the best or whatever. And that's how I, how I framed it in my mind. And I didn't even realize it was an idol. Um, even my prayers were, God, I want to have a 4.0. Please let my professor curve this grade. Please let him curb this test grade. Like, I want a 4.0. I want to keep this 4.0. Like, all, all of my prayers usually were, especially at the end of the semester, of each semester, it was towards that. Everything that I did was towards that. So, yeah, um, that was one that was just really, really heavy. Um, and me being a perfectionist, it was something that I pushed myself on. And like, like I said, I didn't realize it until I didn't have it. And we'll talk about that more. Mm -hmm. You said something that was very interesting. You said that you striving for the Mm 4.0 made you feel like you were just trying to be, um, shoot. What did you say? You said it was just you trying to strive to be your best Mm -hmm. or make sure Mm -hmm. that you were academically challenging yourself. And I think that's one thing with, idols is that they you may see it as you trying so me with the spiritual gift this is me trying to fulfill my purpose Mm -hmm. this -hmm. is me trying to walk in um the will of the lord or doing what god wants me to do or doing what he has Mm -hmm. called me to do Mm -hmm. and i think it's important for us to examine ourselves to to realize why we justify having those Mm -hmm. idols yeah so i think that's just something to keep yeah. in mind. Yeah, that was good. How did you overcome having that idol in your heart? Mm, I It really just started off with first praying mm-hmm. and asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really felt convicted. And listen, y'all, if this song by Kirk Franklin, Idols, on his um, latest album... If that doesn't convict you, I don't know what will. Um, And I just have listened to that song over and over and over. And some of the lyrics say, um, you know the things you love more than me. You'd die Mm -hmm. if I took them away. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, ah, dang. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I really just had to go and ask God for it forgiveness Mm -hmm. and really just pour out my heart to him as to Mm -hmm. why I had those feelings Mm -hmm. about the the gift that became an idol Mm -hmm. and then I had to uh repent in turn and I say forgiveness and repent because those are two different things Mm -hmm. because a lot of people think it's the same thing so forgiveness is when you ask God to, you know, forgive you of your sins, but repenting means that you're turning and you're changing behavior and you're making the choice to no longer do the thing that you are asking forgiveness for. So I had to do that. And I really had to just ask him, what do you want me to do 
in this season mm. because things about get the thing about gifts is they're not going anywhere mm-hmm. right once you have the yeah. gift you have it it's always going to be there mm-hmm. but your character and your maturity doesn't develop as fast as the gift does. Mm. So I had to just ask him what he wanted me to focus on in this season, what he wanted me to do. And to be quite honest, he, in the nicest way possible, he told me to sit down <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> be quiet, and just study, observe, and listen. So <laughs> once I got direction on um, what he wanted me to do that has changed my focus in um, being given those directions, I am now back on track when it comes to actually seeking him and learning more about him mm-hmm. and his word. Mm-hmm. What about good. you? What did you have to do? You know, I didn't realize it, like I said, until I didn't have it. Um, <laughs> y'all, when I lost my 4.0, I called Imani in tears. Like, I mean, boohooing. I mean, she would have thought, like, I don't know, something, like, really would have, ha- like, something really happened to me. I was boohooing. I was hurt. And honestly, I think, at least this is what I, I think God allowed it to happen. I was in my sem- last semester, and literally all I told myself was, if you just get through this last semester, technically this is the GPA that counts for you for chancellor awards for end for end of the year awards like this is the gpa that account like if you can screw up second semester of senior year because your grades you'll be you know graduated before your grades even finalized so like it doesn't even matter and i made a b not a b plus but a b in environmental science and I literally did everything that I thought had worked before. So I went to my professor's office. I went to talk to her and basically be like, hey, I need this 4.0. Like, hey, I'm an A student. Like, hey, I'm going to need you to give me this A. And she had no, to me, like, of course, like, thinking back on it, it's like she didn't care because she was like, yeah, you're going to pass. You're going to do well. And me, my passing is an A, not a B. So in her, she's like, yeah, you're going to do fine. You're going to make a beat. Like, you're going to be, you're going to pass. And I, y'all, I saw that B on my transcript and I lost it. I completely lost it. And how did I let, I had to let myself like get over it. It took a, it took probably like a week to like truly get over it. Stop, stop being sad about it. Like stop moping around about it. Um, and I had to actually sit and think once I didn't have it the importance of it at that point because at that point I was still graduating I still had a job and I and I literally told God I was home for Christmas break and I was like I have let this 4.0 dictate so much I let it dictate my prayers I let it dictate my schedule Mm -hmm. I let it dictate the things that I wanted to do I let it dictate my my time or lack of time with God like I was like I've let it I've let it take up so much space in my heart because this is the thing that I wanted this is the thing I want to keep up with and I really like like you said I had to like ask God to for forgiveness um and to really like to really apologize to God I'm like dang God like I didn't realize this is all the stuff I was doing and it was causing me to do this to you that I, like you, what you were saying, like 
I would pray, but I would not try to like to get in tune with God. It was just like, mm-hmm. hey, God, I want this 4.0. I want this 4.0. Help my teacher to like curve this grade. So I really, I really had to come to a consensus like, yeah, that wasn't good. That wasn't good at all. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I lost it that I realized, hey, girl, this this is an issue. Like this is a, this was a serious idol. I was like, you were that upset. I mean, boohoo and crying, called my mom, called Imani, like just so like I mean broken. Broken down. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting week. And I'm just gonna be very honest here. I I was not the most comforting. She I was- really wasn't. I was not the most comforting. Mm-hmm. I was not like <laughs> I was not. I was not the most comforting. And that was very intentional. Yeah. It was very intentional. Yeah. I'm like, you'll be all right. You got a few days. <laughs> Literally, over it. that's exactly what she you'll said. Be okay. Imani said, I'm giving you three days to get over this, and we're not having this conversation again. And I was like, excuse me. It felt like my, like, I just lost everything. Yeah. And she was like, I'm giving you three days. And that's when it, when I realized how bad it was, like how bad I was attached to this thing, how bad I, this tangible number, this all intangible number that for one, it didn't, it didn't dictate that I would like, I wouldn't graduate. I still, like, I still had a job. Like there was the fact that it went down 0. 0.02, 0.04 points. It went down to a 3.96 and y'all, I, y'all would have thought that I had a one point. Oh, like. Yes, which is exactly why yeah. I was not comforting. Yeah, and I know, needed that. She was crying about her 3.97, and I'm sitting here looking at my finance exams like, <laughs> girl. Yeah. Hush. Yeah. I yeah. wish I had a 3.97. Yeah. I mean, I still graduated so, with a decent GPA, but still, that's why. And was... having to overcome that, I had to apologize. I had to for- ask God for forgiveness. And I had to, like, apologize to myself for, like, allowing that to happen, allowing me to be that attached to a number that wouldn't even matter. And I kept hearing that, like, it won't, your GPA won't matter once you graduate. Like, no, one's, no one has asked me yet in the corporate world what my GPA was. Mm-hmm. So he, they're very correct. So I had to apologize to God, ask for forgiveness. And I also had to, like, uh, like hey, Courtney, like, you should have been more kind to yourself and giving yourself more grace and not allowed this thing to hold you the way that it did. So, yeah, that's that's how um, it opened my eyes so much. And it it sucked. I'm not going to lie. This when you realize like something has had a hold on you and has been such a deep desire and it, it, it sucks. Yes. It sucks. It sucks so bad because you don't want to admit it. Like, dang, was I really tripping that bad? Like, am I like, dang, like, did it mean that much to me? It sucks. Yes. And I think one, like the thing that hit me the most was like, it would be one thing <laughs> if what I made an idol had nothing to do with anything that God has given me. Yeah. But the fact that mm-hmm. I made an, an idol out of something that he gave to me, I was like, 
for real, Imani. And, but people do that all the time. Mm-hmm. It could be a job mm-hmm. that you were given. It could be a car that he mm-hmm. blessed you with. It could be your house. Your husband. It could be your children. Come on now. It could be your husband. husband. It could be your children. It could be your parents. Mm-hmm. Like anything, anyone mm-hmm. God has given you, it can become an idol. And I think that's so, that's such a dangerous place to be in. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that that's what hurt me the most about realizing that my gift had became mm-hmm. an idol to me. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to frame it this way. God gives us the ability to choose. He gives mm-hmm. us the ability to choose what desires we have, what mm-hmm. we allow in our hearts, what allows what, he, what we allow to dwell inside of us. So why do you think God gives us the ability to choose? And that's choose him mm-hmm. or the idols that take place, take up space in our hearts. Like, why do you think God gives us that ability? Yeah. Well, when you are born again into mm-hmm. the body of Christ, mm-hmm. that automatically grants you freedom. Like that is our birthright, mm-hmm. freedom, mm-hmm. right? God is not controlling. Yeah. He's not manipulative Mm -hmm. even when he tells you to do something yeah he still gives you that choice as Mm -hmm. to whether you're gonna do it or not yeah that's not saying don't do it if god tells you to do something (laughs) do it do it because there will be consequences if you don't but um just because everything is permissible it doesn't mean it's beneficial Mm. right and and even when it comes to having idols like some of us make that choice whether we know it or not so in terms of like your first question why he gives us the ability to choose it's because well that's just the freedom that we have within god Mm -hmm. and if anyone proclaims himself to be Mm -hmm. like a a servant of god or like a pastor or some sort of spiritual leader but they're controlling and they're Mm -hmm. manipulative just know that that is not god Mm -hmm. in terms of us choosing between between him and idols i believe it's simply because you cannot serve two masters mm-hmm. right and that's something that um jesus talks about in the bible mm-hmm. if you're serving two masters whatever you do will t- for one takes away from the other mm-hmm. and god wants us to be firm in our decisions when mm-hmm. it comes to him and That's Jesus good. said, let your yes be a yes and let your no be a, a no. Mm-hmm. And so when you want to do kingdom work, right? Mm-hmm. And when you want to do the things that God want or work, hold on, let me make sure I say this right. When you want to be in alignment with God, you have to choose him mm-hmm. because he can't use you mm-hmm. how he wants to if you're busy Mm. having another master because that's what it becomes Mm. a lot of the times if you're busy having another master if you're doing things that are against his will he can't use you yeah so he wants us to be firm so he knows where he's where we stand with him or or Mm -hmm. where he stands with us that's my absolutely absolutely i think this is just me when i was thinking about this i think god operates in i said but I'm going to let you choose. And the first example of that is with with Adam and Eve. God said, (laughs) hey, don't eat from this tree. Don't do it. I'm I'm telling you not to do it. But of course, he very much so gave them the free will and the the choice 
to choose. And we see that all throughout the Bible. We see that all throughout the Bible of God allowing people, well, God saying, this is what I am commanding you to do or to not do, but I'm also <laughs> like giving you the choice. Yeah. Um, and I, I look at it as a way of like a voluntary choice to follow God, his commandments, his will allows for true love. Because if, for example, you don't do things for a significant other that a significant other may tell you to do unless you love them and that love is a choice. So if my boyfriend or husband says, I don't like when you do this, I have the ability to choose if I'm going to do it, or do it, continue to do it or not. Mm-hmm. But if I love you and if that's something you told me not to do that you don't like to do, I'm not going to do it because I choose to love you. It's like a true love kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think with God, it's like if we're choosing him the way that he has already chosen us, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's, it's, um, I feel like the weight on that is so heavy compared to God says, don't do this. And he's like this dictator, like this, like, don't do it. And we, of course, like fall into line because God is God. And like, he told us not to do it. But yeah. I think him giving us free choice, it just sort of shows to him, like, we love you that much that we're going to listen to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, we love you that much. We care about you that much. We honor you that much that if you told me not to do something, I'm not going to do it. And regarding to choosing him or idols, that's the sort of the same thing. It's like, who am I going to allow to really take hold of my heart? Mm-hmm. Am I going to, ch- am I going to choose the King of Kings? Am I going to choose the my creator or am I going to let this thing, this person, this object or whatever dictate how I move, what decisions I make, um, how I think, how I pray, or am I going to let the person who created me mm-hmm. to help guide those decisions? So it's one of those, it's like a, it's like a, it's a free will thing, but I think it's also a love thing. Yeah. And I think God wants us to choose him back the, the way he's already cho- chosen us. Oh, now granted, yes. he doesn't need us. He, God does not need us. Not one bit. He does not. God doesn't need us, but he wants to have that relationship with us. So like showing and proving like, Hey God, I'm going to listen to what you said. It's, it's an act of love. It's an act of love. Yeah. God wants reciprocity. Reciprocity. That's <laughs> what Lauren Hill said. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I just knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Did you? I did. Yeah. Because I, th- I thought about the song. Oh, okay. That's, That's what I figured. Mm-hmm. I just had to finish your thought. <laughs> Why? God. Why do you think God forbids us from having idols? I know you touched on it, but mm-hmm. is there any other reasons why? The yes, a couple of reasons. Okay. First, because God is sovereign. Yeah. And to define <laughs> what being sovereign means, it's a supreme ruler mm-hmm. possessing supreme or ultimate power. So God is above all things. He's mm-hmm. before all things. He mm-hmm. is in control over all things seen mm-hmm. and unseen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think with us people that are believers, like we we know like, oh, God is so merciful. He's so mm-hmm. gracious. He's so loving. He's so kind. Yes. Yes, he is. He is all those things. <laughs> but <laughs> my brothers and sisters, do not let that 
um, hinder you from remembering that God is sovereign. Yeah. Right. And so I think about people that are in authority, right? People that are positions of authority, whether that's in churches or mm-hmm. even like LeBron James mm-hmm. or even like President Trump. People in positions of authority, they're going to let you know that they're the one running things, whether it is explicitly mm-hmm. or um, not as explicit. But they're going to let you know in some way, shape or form. They're going to let you know that they're the one running things. Mm-hmm. God is the same way. Mm. That's good. And I think um, we need to really just take a look at who God is in terms of him being above all things. Mm-hmm. And I, the thing uh, um, in the book of Isaiah that really just opened my eyes up to, like, God's personality. And I saw a little bit of myself, like, in him, which makes sense because we're created in his image. And he says, I am God, there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. <laughs> right he really he really breaks it down for us and lists out who he who he is no one can deliver anyone from my hand when i act who can stop me <laughs> i read that i said oh okay god all right i'm with it i'm here for it all right oh, wow. i like this god i like <laughs> i like I'm <laughs> i like the personality that you are showing And so when Mm. you are in that position of authority, you expect the people that are serving you to treat you as such and Mm. to always put you in your rightful place Mm. as the supreme ruler. Mm. Um, So I believe it's it's a respect thing. It's an honor thing. You know, Mm -hmm. God's the one that should be getting all the glory and the Mm -hmm. honor and the praise. Right. That's where that all that comes from. So that's my first answer. My second one I believe this is just my personal opinion. It's for our protection. Ooh, yeah. Because there are consequences mm-hmm. when you make idols. <sighs> I mean, listen, <laughs> King Solomon, which yeah. is King David's son, he made idols, had made altars to idols, and mm-hmm. got the whole kingdom, not the whole entire kingdom, but got most of his kingdom stripped away from him just because mm-hmm. of that. Lost all the tribes of Israel mm. except for one because he began to worship other gods, right? And if you look at like first kings and second kings, you'll see all these kings making all these idols. Mm. And God is like, I gotta bring judgment on y'all. I gotta bring judgment on y'all. So it's like mm. God knows what, when God tells us to do something or not to do something, it's simply because of our protection. Because then we look in the book of like Isaiah and Jeremiah when the judgment has come Mm -hmm. and and you know those authors and even god himself is saying where are your idols now Mm -hmm. they can't save you they can't do anything for you right and so when when we think about who god is god is the only person that can provide us everything that we need Mm -hmm. um your job may give you the money that you need but when that job goes away that's when jehovah jireh steps in and can really make a way for you right so it's like regardless of how much security you think other things and people can bring you, no one can bring you as much Mm -hmm. security as God Mm -hmm. can. And he wants us to realize that Mm -hmm. because when we start putting our trust into other things and people, Mm -hmm. we set ourselves up because people are fickle feeling. Mm -hmm. People's feelings are fickle. People are not consistent. 
right? No. And they will fail you. Putting your faith mm-hmm. in another person or in a thing will fail you every single time. Every time. So I would say that my long-winded answer, I always mm-hmm. have long answers. It comes down to respecting him and then for our protection. Wow, you really hit on everything I have written out. <laughs> wow, we were in the vein. Come on. Yeah, the respect thing. It's a respect thing because mm-hmm. God is God. Mm-hmm. And that's just what God is God. Yeah. And when you make minute things bigger than God, God's like, hold on. Like, I this is mine. This is all of this is mine. And mm-hmm. and you you you're making an idol of this one tiny itty little bitty thing that I created. Like mm-hmm. what? So it's the respecting and the protection thing. I think the protection thing is because I think in the spiritual realm there are so many things that we do not see. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that we I mean, things that we are being protected from day in and day out. I, yes. Like, angels are tired, you know, from protecting us. They are tired. They are tired. Some of us got angels, and they they be like, Jesus, can I get another one? Because this one right here, they got me messed up, Jesus. Like, they, I mean, literally, <laughs> I'm weak. telling you. I've never heard anybody say that. Listen, people got their angels on tired okay (laughs) and there's so many things that are in the spiritual realm that we just do not see and making those things an idol that gives leeway for the enemy to come in and bake and shake and do whatever he wants to do because now that thing is at the center of our hearts Mm -hmm. god is not even in the picture and so now he can play and and meddle and do all the things that the enemy does Mm mm-hmm now that that thing is like a desire, it's a it's an yes. idol, and that has taken up so much space in your heart. And God made God has like that, you know, in the in the shape of a heart, that little bottom piece, that yeah. little the little yeah. He got that <laughs> he got that little bottom piece in the the crack of of the heart. Yes, and yes. The, and the thing that has you is it has filled up everything else, and the enemy is playing, and he is he is doing some damage with that yes and when we have idols it is like the enemy is having a field day like that is oh my gosh anything that that takes our attention and our time away from god the enemy is rejoicing and i'm gonna take this i'm gonna take this one step further a lot of the things that we make idols of are rooted on demonic principles and y'all don't even know it Y'all don't even know it. That's a whole nother episode. But that is one something that is something that I wanted to say. Mm. Because society has desensitized us to a lot of things. Y'all, that one shook me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just listen, listen. I want to help everyone and I want to make sure, you know, we're aware. And that'll be another form. Yeah, that's a whole nother episode. That, that'll that's be another gonna, episode. Yeah, but I just, I just want to say that because it's, it's true, and it's people, true. and the thing is, people don't even realize it. That, that's people what makes don't. it even more dangerous. It'd be one thing if you were if tapping we into something and you knew you it was, know. it was rooted on uh, demonic principles, but when you don't know, that is, it's, that's the most it's dangerous. It's fair game for the thing. enemy. That's the stuff he loves. 
and he's able to do whatever he wants with you he's able to trick your heart your mind your decisions when that thing is rooted and there's just no and then god has to come to your rescue and it's so this all could have been avoided. All of this could have been avoided. And you find yourself in situations where you didn't even need to be in mm-hmm. that you could have avoided. Um, so those are the two things that yes. I say we were on the same page. Why we think God forbids idolatry, having idols. I just, you know, it's one of the things nowadays, like everyone wants like that idol like everyone wants to be an idol to someone like I want someone to look up to me or I want someone to just like reverence me in the way that blah 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 and I just don't even know if people truly understand the the depths of the word and the depths of what it means to God I just don't I just don't think people do I I, at all and even like when I have had people whether like mentees or or people that I was just helping out and they're like oh Imani I want to be just like you yes I always tell people no I want you to be better than me because when you say Mm -hmm. oh I want to be just like you that means you 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 don't know you you don't know all the things that I've done you don't Mm -hmm. know all the things that I've been through you don't know all the mistakes that I have made Mm -hmm. and so I never just I think for me Mm -hmm. just for the sake of that person and Mm -hmm. to keep myself humble i always just like um deflect the the glory or the honor Mm -hmm. per se to like god or Mm -hmm. even just saying well you know it's only because of god or no i want you to be better than me always Mm -hmm. doing that yeah oh you have to tell them your story girl (laughs) yeah oh that just really gave me chills Okay, so y'all, I have a friend, love her to death. She's a really great friend. But she does this thing where, and she says she's joking. And I mean, I believe that she's joking. I hope she's joking. She's but not. But y'all, uh, she's not joking. She says this. But continue. <laughs> I hope she is. Like, I just. She's not. I just, okay, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I give I like to give the bit of it out. But she like when she sees me, she will like what's that called? Not bow, but like hail. Like you know, like wave your arms up and down. Is that what it's called? Like hailing. Mm-hmm. And like if she gets closer to me, she'll be like, if I can only touch the hem of Courtney's garment and y'all, the first time she did it, it literally I was so uncomfortable. And I literally backed up. I was like, girl, I am not Jesus. And every time that she does this, she only does it like three times. I have to, like, girl, I am not Jesus. I am not Jesus. I am not Jesus. But it makes me feel some kind of way. It really does. It's just, I don't know. It's just, like, like touching my hem, the hem of my garment is not going to do anything for you. Not a doggone thing. I can't hear you. I can't save you. And it's one of those things that I would never, ever want someone to think that highly of me. Never. Because mm-hmm. it, uh, it just it makes me feel weird thinking about it. Yeah. And for those of you who may not know, like just to bring context. So in the Bible, there is um, this story where there is a woman who deals with an issue of blood for over 12 years and she was healed the moment she touched the hem of Jesus's garment. So that's where that reference comes from. Yeah. So like I said, I can't heal nobody. I can't save nobody. I'm not Jesus. And 
yeah so talking about all of that just brought that to mind it just makes me feel weird thinking about it mm. That sounds like she idolizes you. Stop, 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 stop. I mean, I'm just saying. It is what it is. You don't say something like that unless you just, unless you idolize somebody to that extent. To compare someone to Jesus. I hope not. I just would, I would just. I mean, if she said it more than once, if she said it three times, then it's it's pretty clear how she feels about you. I just hope it's a joke. But I don't even want you joking like that. It's not. It wasn't even funny the first time. But if she's done this three times, she's serious about it. Stop. Ugh. I don't like thinking like that. Because I'm nowhere near Jesus. And it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, at least it makes you feel uncomfortable. At least. Girl. Girl. Exactly. Well, hey, listen. Some people would take that and run with it. No, that's so, so weird. I said I just find it so weird. Yeah. I'm not Jesus. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That Is was there my anything story, else y'all. you want to nope. discuss? That was my story, y'all. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> so do not do that. <laughs> if you if you get nothing else from this week's episode, don't tell people that you wish you could touch the hem of their garment. Don't don't say that unless it's Jesus. Unless it's unless it's Jesus, that's the only person's him you should be touching or want to touch. Period. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that does that sound weird? But yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go ahead and transition into the Bible verse for this week, and actually, it's more than one. Um, I wanted to make sure that there was enough context given in order to explain what it's actually saying. So we're taking a look at Exodus. Uh, chapter 20 verses 3 through 5 and it says you shall have no other gods before me you shall not make for yourself any idol of what is in heaven above or on the earth you shall not worship them nor serve them for I the Lord your God am a jealous God to help you understand what is going on in this text this is actually um, God speaking and he's giving the first two out of the ten commandments to Moses so the first commandment is have no other gods um, besides God or yeah have no gods before me and then the second one is do not make any idols this is God telling us verbatim to don't worship anyone else don't make idols out of anything or anyone so this explicitly says that we should not have idols we are forbidden from having any type of idols it's also saying that we cannot place anything or any people before god this includes parents pastors social media just anything anyone nothing is exempt from this because it is so easy to place other things or other people Mm -hmm. before god Mm -hmm. um lastly i really wanted to touch on the word worship and the definition for that is the feeling or expression of reverence or adoration so basically you can really work it does just, if you're not in a church setting that does not mean that you are not worshiping you don't have mm. to be in church to worship right and anything that you do to reverence something or someone is considered an act of worship so mm-hmm. for example if you just love um your university or your alma mater so much you're giving them 
all your money Mm -hmm. when you actually should be tithing and giving an offering to the Lord. Mm -hmm. You have therefore placed your school um, or your alma mater before Mm -hmm. God. So that itself, um, sacrificing your personal resources, which should be given to the Lord, going to something else, that is um, an example of what you should not do when it comes to other things or people outside of God. And just to clarify, just because you really like something or someone that doesn't automatically make it an idol. Mm -hmm. There's certain things um, that go along with that. But just wanted to give those verses just so we all know that we should not be having idols. We should not be worshiping anything or anyone that is not God. That's good. Yes. So that's that on that. That's good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to um, closes off in prayer. So Lord, we, we thank you just for this great conversation. Thank you for allowing me and Imani to be vessels. Lord, we ask you that you help us recognize the things in our lives that stand as idols. We pray that any idol that we may be struggling with, that you help us remove that thing from dwelling in our hearts. We pray that we find rest in you and we thank you that you are more than enough for us and that those idols do not have to define us, do not have to take up the space in our hearts where you should be, Lord. We ask that you forgive us for um, for loving and valuing the idols that we have more than we love and value you. We thank you, we honor you, we praise you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So y'all already know the drill. If you have any topic suggestions, please fill out um, our link tree, which is in our bio on Instagram. And please mm-hmm. just let us know what you think about this week's episode. We see mm-hmm. a lot of y'all posting that y'all listening to the episode, which we appreciate. But what we want to see even more is people um, reaching out to us and just letting know, letting us know your opinions. If you mm-hmm. agree, if you disagree. Mm-hmm. I personally want to hear the ones that disagree with us. But <laughs> yeah. um, whatever it is, please just let us know what your thoughts are. If you want to submit a listener letter just to share whatever it is that's on your heart you can email those to the soul sisters podcast at gmail.com until then y'all have a good one bye, bye. <laughs>